Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. Today we're yakking about Arcane. Beginning of the episode, we get a heist. It's not really a heist. It's more of a sneak and destroy. I'm, I, it sounds like it could be the lounge version of Seek and Destroy by Metallica. The Firelights, which are the Court of Owls type people who come in and they're like, I want to I want to call them like terrorists, but they're terrorizing the terrorizers. The Firelights are fighting for good. They're vigilantes. That's the word I'm looking for. They want to blow up all the drugs. They call it Shimmer. This purple shit that you inject here, there, and everywhere. Because later on, we see it get injected into an eyeball, which I was like, oh shit, Cowboy Bebop. Speaking of Cowboy Bebop, the new live action one, not great. Not great. Demon Slayer instead, if you haven't. Or if you want to watch live action anime, if you must watch live action anime, check out um, the Death Note one instead. Because that one, at least you can sit around with your friends and make fun of because it's so bad it's good. But anyway, the Firelights is what the uh, Court of Owls are calling themselves come in to destroy this stuff. It was snuck in there anyway, because the sheriff, that was the motherfucker that was over here making deals with Dr. No, whose name I still don't know. It's going to take me a second. I'm learning everybody's names slowly. We're doing this. We're getting it all together. But they see graffiti of a monkey, and that freaks the people out. Like, Jinx is using the monkey as her calling card, which is terrifying and kind of sad if you think about it. I mean, that's the thing that, like, killed her family, and she's, like, brandishing it as, a, like, this is me now. This is my shit. I blow things up with monkeys. I'm, I'm doing that shit with pride. At least she's wearing it on her sleeve as that. That's not actually the case, and we get more of that in the next episode. She pops out of the ground and sees one of the firelights has pink hair and freaks out. She loses her fucking mind and, and starts having a PTSD episode. She, like starts just randomly shooting and she can't stop shooting including at her own members of her own team this causes boss brute to go back and talk to uh, dr no and be like yo she's out of control and dr no is like really protective of her like no she's fine everything's fine that's just jinx is just being jinx jinx like is really close with dr no like her comfort zone and her comfortable place is sitting his lap which is kind of gross but at the same time it's her being held by him is what helped her through a hard time before and i'm sure it's been helping her through hard times since it's just she's a bit older now to be doing that you know but she is kind of emotionally stunted to the age she was when that event happened she hasn't really been able to move past it they work on that in the next episode I'm, i love how quick this show is they're like she has ptsd yeah she's fine now she's not fine she's still heavily scarred from that incident but she gets a little help oh i didn't even get to talk about the last drop it's a nightclub now, and while I would definitely hang out here as opposed to the bar it was before, I don't like that Dr. No took it as a trophy. That's fucked up. That's the ultimate, like, spit in the face of anybody who knew him, including Vi, who we find out later got arrested when she got dragged into that alleyway by the crooked cop. So he didn't learn anything. He just got more crooked. Yeah, and he, he worries about it, and he's like, man, I don't like being crooked. I wish I was better than this, but you're not because you're still doing the same shit. He could have let Vi go. But instead, he threw her in jail. I guess that's easier than letting Dr. No kill her. That's nicer than that, I suppose. But she spends all t all her time in there getting the shit beat out of her by the troll, question marks, that runs the jail. We'll get to that. Jinx is so far gone that she has, she made like a fake junk rat. And she put Roadhog's goggles on that, on a stuffed bear in her room. And she, like, talks to them. And she has the... I love the way they did her hallucinations. The how it's sketchy and glitchy. That's so fucking good. 
it really shows you the way she sees things, things from her perspective, and I, I like that a lot. Jinx also decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna set a fire and blow up some cops because I was unable to deal with my shit earlier, I'm going to do something special for Dr. No. So she blew up a bunch of cops. The bunch of cops seen that monkey and they freaked out, lost their shit. Speaking of those cops, Caitlyn, the, the girl that was Jace's friend, is a cop now. Good for her. And now I understand who that character is that I see constantly being shipped with Vi. And I get it now. After watching the next episode, <laughs> I definitely get it. So when Tattoo Guy got arrested, he got his ass beat by uh, Vi. And you know what they say. Beat up the biggest and toughest motherfucker in the jail and they can't stop you. The problem is, it looks like she's in solitary confinement. I'm not sure if she's always in solitary or if she's just down there for being the shit out of the tattooed guy. But Vi gets freed and, or on a temporary freedom, I don't know how this works. How she just got, was able to get out of jail. Yeah, the new counselor is Jace, but I don't think he has power to just free criminals. I think she's just on temporary leave and after she helps Caitlyn with her case, she goes get, she gets locked the fuck back up. Releasing her, there's a really fun sight gag of this old man, and Vi does this parkour down into the underdark, and Caitlyn tries to follow her. First of all, they dress the women, the, the, they dress the female cops in these, like, cute little skirts, and it's like, I'm sorry, who are you supposed to be chasing with that shit on? Caitlyn makes her way down there, and she has a tough time. Remember, her upbringing is from the, she's from the upper crust part of society, so seeing her try to follow doing parkour is hilarious. And the old man makes it down there before she does. Um, Vi beats up some dudes and takes their clothes. And she sees the last drop and gets pissed off. And I'm like, you see? Doesn't that shit suck? It sucked for me. And I'm not Vi. So I can imagine how Vi feels. Like that rage and anger is boiling up inside her. She goes and gets something to eat. And it reminds me of Spider-Man. The way Spider-Man in Enter the Spider-Verse eats food. She just eats food like a savage. And there's another strange creature serving the food. He's like a, a weird fish man. Also, I noticed that Vi was incredibly limber for just getting out of prison. Like, she's just jumping all over things. I'm assuming she keeps in shape while she's in the jail cell. She was punching the cement walls. And yes, while that will fuck up your hands, Shaolin monks usually punch. I'm not sure what they punch. I don't know if it's sand. But they punch the same thing over and over and over again. They grow like calluses on their fists so that their fists are really hard. And I'm assuming that's what Vi is doing with this brick wall. So while that hurts, she's training her fist to be hard as fuck. So when she punched those dudes later on, I can absolutely believe that they're fucking down and out. She's also in great shape considering they probably just feed you the necessary nutrients you need to survive in jail. And that's about it. We go back to um, Jinx who's run also running around at this time. I'm surprised Jinx and Vi didn't bump into each other because they're both in the same area. They're both in the same neighborhood walking around. Jinx goes to the old arcade and starts, you know, trying to beat Vi's score. They show her superimposed over Vi punching this machine. That effect was awesome. It really put me in that moment. They do a lot of these cool animation tricks to get you in the zone. Let's go back to Jace real quick. He's, the, he's Mr. Hextech Guy. So Hextech Guy invented fucking portals. And his portals are so big that you can send air, a fleet of airships through them. And he calls them hex gates because branding is everything. And he calls them hex gates. He also made these big fists that reminded me of Vander's fists. And I'm like, how much you want to bet Vi's going to get a p fucking pair of those? And there's also like this big fucking laser all powered by the blue. Now they're like, we're going to make this safe for everyone. And we're going to unveil it today. Progress day. Which I don't think that's going to catch on. I don't think anybody's going to celebrate that the way they celebrate Life Day for Star Wars. Or um, N7 Day the way they do for Mass Effect. I don't think that that's going to be celebrated. I'm sorry. You didn't give us a date. 
Give us a date, Arcane. They couldn't use it. They couldn't unveil it on, on uh, Progress Day because the little Pomeranian guy was like, this shit is not ready. Victor's like, we have to get this in people's hands now. We have to let people, we have to give the people these badass, amazing weapons because that's clearly what these are. And the Pomeranian's like, are you fucking stupid? Those are just clearly weapons. This can't happen. You got to take this technology and really study it, really get the shit going, really get it down before we give this to the public. Did you realize that the people in the Underdark are fucking crazy? And they will get their hands on these things and ruin your life? But yeah, he's a counselor now. <laughs> Even though he didn't want to be a politician, he's fucking good at it. He was doing politics during this opera that was happening. It was this guy playing what looked like a Sungi violin. Like a mixture of the Sungi horn from Avatar the Last Airbender with just a violin. And he was kicking ass down there. The actual stuff around him you know that was going on looked like a, they, they were telling a story about vikings or and stuff like that you could tell because they, was, they were these large long boats and i saw some designs like i said before and there are some viking characters is that a prelude to what we're gonna get next is the next season of arcane gonna just be those characters are we gonna leave these guys and their story for the next season as victor stayed in the lab working on his rubik's cube also victor has tuberculosis question mark he has a blood cough which i can only think is tuberculosis he's working on his rubik's cube to try to make magic happen it's like there's other things we can do with this other than what the shit we've been doing and i'm gonna crack the code with this convenient rubik's cube and he's trying to work this puzzle and he's having the devil's own time trying to do it but let's go back to vi for a second because the show gets a little sexy vi goes okay let's go and talk to the madam that runs this joint she's the goblin we saw before and the goblin lady is like look okay shit sucks and you know what? I owe it to you and Vander to give you this tip. The Queen Brute hangs out here. Queen Brute hangs out here. Before Vi ran into the madam, she decided, I think that Caitlyn is cute. Is there a chance for me and her to have a relationship? Let's see if she swings that way. So she did the whole, I'm putting my arm against you while you're against the wall thing. You know, that thing from anime. Caitlyn got a little flustered. Then she's like, hey, I'm going to put you in here with the lady and see how you react to see if you play for the same team that I play for. At least that's what it looked like to me. Caitlin and, and this random worker had a great time just chatting it up. And Caitlin kind of looked, she looked the most relaxed we've seen her since we've seen her. She's always kind of stuck up and police-like. We find out that Queen Brute hangs out here and her and Vi get into a badass fight. Oh my God. Because Vi can't hold in that shit much longer. She doesn't go up to her and start asking her questions. She introduces her to fist first questions later. And Queen Brute rips off her fucking cloak and unveils that she has an she has an auto male arm. She pulls the Edward Elric ripping off the fucking coat thing. And I thought that was so fucking cool. And it, it has fucking these cool levers and pulleys and it's a whole steam system. And I just oh, fell in love with that prosthetic. And I was like, yo, I will kill a cosplay of Queen Brute. I will kill it. If you wanted to know what I look like, it's like her. I look like the Queen Brute. They have this amazing fight with lots of wrestling. There was a choke slam in it, which I always mark out whenever I see a choke slam in a fight. If you know, you know, wrestling. And at the end of it, the only reason she, she Vi almost lost the fight if it wasn't for Caitlyn and her sharpshooting. And we got information that, you know, fucking powder's not powder no more. Powder's dead. There's only Jinx. And Jinx and Dr. No is like, jinx's dad and i was like yeah that's the kind of relationship i see what i do not want and they keep playing with it and teasing it is for them to have a romantic relationship like what happened at the at in samurai jack 
because it's weird. They're just really close for father and daughter and it's creepy and it's weird and they're evil and they're supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. But it'll be too uncomfortable if he's like starts making out with his daughter. Especially with his mushy, messed up side of his face that looks like a dried raisin. I don't want to see his face do that much movement. <laughs> Speaking of kissing, Jace and the gold woman start making out and it goes a lot further than that it gets very sexy jace decides to tell batman to go fuck himself because jace is a real man batman is not if you again if you know you know jace does his due diligence for the community him and the gold woman have a nice time together meanwhile victor is over here trying to solve the puzzle gets a tuberculosis attack and coughs blood on this thing which of course blood magic right am i right can we can we raise the roof for blood magic in the house tonight? Gold Woman wakes up after spending a nice night with Jace, turns around and goes, what the fuck? Where is he? And this bothered me so much. I had a dream about it. I was like, oh, please don't get upset with him. He was just worried about his bro. His bro passed out. He probably got a call. Do they have cell phones in this world? I've seen nobody with a cell phone, but they have so much technology. I'm almost positive they must have cell phones. Because he was alerted to get the fuck out of here because his friend was hurt. His friend is in bed. He's like, how long do I have? And he's like, bro, I didn't know you had like super tuberculosis. I thought you just had a bum knee. I'm over here like fist pumping for this bromance that they have. I see people shipping them together, but I'm like, no, no, no. I really like Jason the Gold Woman. <laughs> and I hope him leaving in the middle of the night didn't fuck up his chances. I really hope it didn't fuck it up because they were, they look so good together. They look like they could be on the cover of GQ. He did bring flowers to Caitlyn, but she's like, literally, get the shit as far away from me as possible. She throws that shit on the ground like, nah, I don't need these flowers. I have to show you my Pepe Sylvia board. And uh, last but not least, we go back to Jinx. She has an anti-PSD baptism, and all of a sudden, she's cured. She that, that was it. That's all she needed. Fuck all that. All you needed to do was have a baptism in some toxic water, and it cured her of the fear of the blue. So now she can work with it to create something else. And as 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 much as it sounds like I'm making fun of this scene, because I am, um, as a person who like has trauma, I'm making fun of it. But at the same time, I understand that it didn't take away her PTSD. She learned how to live with it. She learned how to work within with her problems because she heard from her surrogate dad how he lived through his yes that shit bothers him every day he's not over it he still deals with it but he learned how to work through it and that is what she had to do work through it you'll make me happy and she's like you know what bet i'm gonna work through it make you happy and she tries to work on stabilizing it and making it safe because you know what you make it safe you won't have the problem that you had before with your family you won't blow up your new family so I definitely see her from her point of view and that didn't help. She's still, you know, a few fucking cards short of a full deck, but she's determined and has a goal now instead of kind of just being aimless and blowing up cops because she has nothing else to do. But yeah, that was Arcane. This show is doing some good work uh, for fashion, constructive criticisms, you know, corrections, just all giggling with me about how great Arcane is. Hit me up on my Twitter at audio underscore D, D-E-E, -E, and we can talk about it. But uh, thanks again.